what can reading blood work the way I teach you do for you and your practice? That's what this podcast is here for, to help you learn the blood work, master it, and take your brick and mortar practice into the virtual world or scale your virtual practice. On these Thursday episodes, it's all for you practitioners. So let's dive in. And if you're not using systemic formulas, supplements in your practice, you should be. This podcast is sponsored by my favorite supplement companies, Systemic Formulas and MyBiome. Come join me inside their private Facebook group for practitioners called Systemic Formulas Clinical Nutrition. See you on the inside of that group and let's start this round of the podcast. Here we go. Welcome, 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 guys. This is Nicole Mitchell. Uh, she is, like I said, a powerhouse when it comes to talking about money. And it began with a mindset shift. Whatever was going on in her head, that's what it began with. And she's helped me transform a lot in my own head talk the last couple months, especially as my credit card keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's just, it's just, oh, it's so refreshing to have you on the call. And I listen to your calls all the time, and I can't wait for you to share what you have to offer with all of my colleagues and friends and my new family. So mm-hmm. welcome in, Nicole. Thank you, Dr. Kylie. Thank you, everyone, for being here. I am like truly tickled and honored to be here. I, you know, One of my taglines is I help good people get rich. And if you're a practitioner, you're a good person. You have a heart to help others and to be of service. And if there's anyone who deserves a lot of money, if there's anyone who should be wealthy beyond all reason, it's you guys, right? Because you do so much good. And the more money and the more resources you have, the more good you can do. So Dr. Kylie, thank you for having me, for connecting me to your amazing humans. And it is my hope that you feel lighter, freer, more confident, more empowered about money. And at the end of the day, what I help my clients do is be, be return to being a money magnet. We were all born money magnets and throughout life, stories, past experiences, gunk gets in the way and we lose our magnetism. And as we clear out that gunk, our magnetism comes back and it's incredible how easy it can be to attract money um, through our mindset, through our energy, which we'll be diving in together today and over the next year, which I'm like so freaking excited. So thank you, Dr. Kylie, for this opportunity. Yes, she's going to be joining us every first Wednesday of the month from 2 to 3.30 my time, which is 1 to 2.30 your time and 4 to 5.30 Eastern, keeping it all straight. Um, But jump back into this, like we were born to be wealthy. We were born Mm -hmm. to have money because that was a brand new concept for me. And we both grew up Christian women. And so it's like unrooting the stories we were told from the moment we were born about money. Yeah. I actually believe because of my upbringing, I was broke. So for those those of you who don't know, I was on food stamps from 2011 to 2019. Um, I'm a single mom of three. And uh, I was sharing with Dr. Kylie right before a call that the last five years of that, my then husband and I were working longer hours and working harder and making less money every year. Like that shouldn't be possible. That's not mathematically accurate, but it was our reality. And I remember thinking, 
this has to be a sick joke. Like we're smart, capable, brilliant people. How are you making less money every year? And part of it is tied to the money mentality I was raised with as a kid, right? I was taught of my, through my religion and through my own family's baggage that to, to want money is to be greedy. To have lots of money is to be gross. To be rich is to be an a-hole. Um, that money changes you for the worse. So once I went back and started unpacking the stories that were passed down to me as a little kid, I realized, no wonder I'm broke. I have been taught from a very young age to fear wealth, to avoid money. And I was taught the highest definition of love was sacrifice. And I think as women, we, we are very much programmed by society to put ourselves last, put everyone else before us. So combine society with these beliefs, we are set up to struggle. And I remember when I decided in 2017, I was like, I am becoming rich. That is literally my only goal as I am becoming rich because I, I have felt the cost of being broke. I can't afford being broke anymore. The physical toll it took on my body, the mental health toll it took on my mind, the, the toll it took on my, my marriage and my parenting, like being poor costs you everything. Being in a state of struggle is very expensive. And so I made this commitment, but because of my upbringing and the people I surrounded with, I couldn't tell anyone that goal. I couldn't be like, hey guys, guess what? I'm gonna get rich. Like they would have been, they would have thought I lost my mind, right? That I sold my soul to the devil. I've gone off the deep end, like something wrong with her mentally. So I remember for a year, I like hunkered down. I said, when I emerge, I will have more money. I will have figured out this money thing. There's no reason I, as a capable, smart woman, can't be rich. Like this is ridiculous, right? And so I hunkered down and kind of what Dr. Kylie and I've talked about, like, studied like what it means to be wealthy. How do wealthy people think? How do wealthy people shop? How do wealthy people save? How do they like um, spend and invest? Like I wanted to study the lives and the mentality of the wealthy because there's a reason wealthy people are wealthy. It's not just a fluke. And then I would hear stories about how people win the lottery, right? Or have these like crazy strokes of luck and super wealthy for a moment. And they go right back to where they were. And I was like, I don't want that to be my story. I don't want to be a one hit wonder. I don't want to come into money just because a rich relative died. I mean, I wouldn't mind it, right? I wouldn't mind winning the lottery, but I don't want it to be a one hit wonder. How can I go on a journey of making more and more and more money every year? That's what I'm interested. I am interested in long-term wealth. Um, which is what we're talking about in my current program called Wealth Energetics. It's creating long-term wealth from the inside out. I want to be wealthy forever. It's a lifestyle. It's a it's an energy. It's a mindset. Um, but it started with me being taught money is gross, wrong, and evil. And I had to change that in order to accrue it. Yeah, guys, get in that chat box. Who on earth has been taught something negative about money? All of us. Yeah. Just say yes in the chat box. It's crazy too. Like, so you guys yep. have these like negative, these, uh, what I wanted you guys to actually type in the chat. I want you to type out what has been the negative story you've been told. And you can have several because what I love doing is I love flipping the script. Oh guys, so, this is, can I just to share this because get out whatever you've been told because she will flip it. And it is incredible. It's the practical met with the energetic and here's the practical. So like, I, I'm going to say right here, money doesn't grow on trees. Yes, it's like one of my favorites, right? Um, because here's the thing. This is exactly it, Dr. Kylie. Becoming wealthy is 
equally practical as it is energetic. And I find the more I play in the energetic realm, the easier it is to make money in the practical realm. So the more we can dive into the stories, the feelings that we have around money, the faster it is we can we can call in cash, right? So she says money can't grow on trees. And I'm like, wait a second, is that money like paper and paper comes from trees? Money grows on trees. And I had this beautiful story. I had a, a friend of mine call me one time. She was in a money panic. And she's like, if there's anyone I can call when I'm in this bad spot, it's you, Nicole. I just need you to riff for me. So my favorite thing is like be on a call with my clients or on, on with my phone with my friends and I'll do a money riff. So I'm just talking about how she's a money magnet and money's always coming to her and it's just flowing to her all the time, no matter where she goes, because abundance is who you are. And everywhere you go, abundance goes da, 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 da. She calls me later that night. She's like, you are not going to believe what happened. Cause we talked about how money does come from trees. She's like, I was driving down the road. I'm in, I'm in the middle of nowhere. There's no houses. It's all trees. And I, I see like three deer on the side of the road. So I paused to look at these three deer because three is my favorite number. And then I saw something blowing down the road. And I like looked and I'm like, it kept coming towards me. And I opened the door and it was $100 bills. Just blowing down. She like looked around and she's like, there's no other cars. There's no other houses. Like, Nicole, the money literally fell from the trees. And like, we freaked out. But I was like, of course, like that stuff doesn't even surprise me anymore. Like this is normal in my client's reality. Money comes to us in all kinds of forms through our jobs, through the trees, through unexpected checks. Like it is crazy once you tap into be being a money magnet and the energetics of wealth, money comes to you in all kinds of crazy ways. Okay, let me see these, um, these negative money talks. Yes, you should only make as much as you need and you shouldn't need a lot. Oh God, my heart like pings with that because I, I feel that so deeply um, because I tried that. That's why I end up on food stamps. Like I was on set, like take up as little space as possible. It's not about you, right? But when I was in that state, I was constantly borrowing money from family and friends because we end up not even have enough to for our needs, right? And then being a very like loving, giving human, I just want to help everyone. I just want to give money away. You can't do it if you don't have more than you need. Only having what you need keeps you very tight and limited. You can't splurge on like an extra family vacation or any family vacation, right? You can't, when someone's in a bad spot, you can't help them or you're moved by a cause, you can't give to it. So I realized this belief of I can only make as much as I need. Ew, it's actually really selfish of you to only make as much as you need because what are all the other people you could help? So one of my biggest motivations to becoming rich was I have so much money I want to give away, but for me to give a lot of weight, give a lot of money away, I got to have a lot of it. So I had to first make it the goal of having a lot so I could give away a lot. So this isn't about need. This is about desire. What do you want to do with your money? So when we first start the journey of becoming wealthy because of all the baggage and fears we have around it, we have to have a really strong why. So I would encourage you guys to write down, this is your homework. If you want homework, if you're not a homework person, you don't have to do it, but write down, why do you want money? Why do you want to be rich? Why do you want to be wealthy? And you can have as small or as big of a reason or as few or as many reasons. I had dozens of reasons because I just had to really program into myself that it was safe for me to make a lot of money because look at all the good I'll do with it. But if we don't have a why behind why we want to get wealthy, all the stories and programming from our lifetime will squelch it, will stop us, will sabotage us. But when I was tempted to quit, and there's many times you'll be tempted to quit on the journey to getting rich, I would think of all the people I could be helping if I simply had more money. Um, and just so you guys know, 
context. So I went from food stamps. Um, I just crossed a million dollars in my business a few months ago. I made it in less than two years, which is like mind blown. My goal in my lifetime was to make a million dollars. I was like, I couldn't imagine like over the next 40 years, I was a high school teacher for five years. I made, I paid, I was paid $25,000 a year. If I had stuck as a high school teacher, I would have had to work 40 years at the job to have made a million dollars. Right. And I made it in less than two years. So I went from food stamps to literally making 30,000 a year to having six figure months to crossing my first seven figures. This stuff works. If Nicole, the hot mess express can figure it out, anyone can figure it out. Having money makes you high maintenance and above everybody else. Oh, I like this. Okay. First, I want to reclaim high maintenance. I think I'm a little high maintenance and I love it because I went from a life of like self-denial, self-deprivation. Like I would literally like not eat as much food because I want to make sure everyone else in my family had enough food. Like this weird like definition of love, the more you sacrifice, the more loving you are, which is like super unhealthy, right? So I try to be as low maintenance as possible, but now I have like requirements for how I want to be treated requirements, how I want to go about my day requirements, how I want to live my life. And I love it because it's the first time in my life. I actually have a standard that I don't deserve to be treated less than not saying I'm snobbish. I mean, maybe once in a while, we did talk about this in money magnet because I went from not having a voice and money gives you voice. And this, so it taught me to speak up. So before I had crappy service at a restaurant, I would not say anything because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And like, I shouldn't say anything because that's like rude now, because I have money. And especially if I'm paying for a high-end restaurant and I have a crappy service, I will say something. Right. And it's not because I'm trying to be rude or mean, but it's like, Hey, something's not okay here. What's going on. Can we get this cleared up? And that's what I love about it. Not the fact that I'm high maintenance, but that it gave me a voice. So whenever you attempted to think of high maintenance, I want you to change that into, it gave me my voice. I'm allowed to have an opinion. I'm allowed to have a preference. So I remember when I went to my first few high-end restaurants, which is like brand new to me. And they're like, would you like a white or a black napkin? And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, why do we even have choices? And my friends are like, well, if you have white clothing, you want like a white napkin. So you don't get like black lint on you. If you have black clothing or dark clothing, you want black napkins. So you don't get white lint on you. And I'm like, what is this reality I've just stepped into, right? And I was like, oh, I'm fine, whatever. I would never have an opinion. And then I learned the wealthy have opinions. The wealthy make decisions. So now it's practice when I come in, like, do you want white or black? And I still get a little nervous because it's so new to me. I'm like, uh, uh, white. But I do because it forces me to speak up after a lifetime of not speaking up. And having money doesn't make you above everybody else. Having money kind of locks in your worth. I'm worthy of good service. I'm worthy of fair treatment. I'm worthy of speaking up a preference for the kind of napkin on my lap or the kind of water I want in my cup. I'm worthy. Everyone is worthy, but typically when we don't have money, we feel we are less than. So what if having money doesn't make you above everybody else? It just put, returns you to where you belong. Shoulder to shoulder with everyone, not beneath anyone, not above anyone. Ew, money's the root of all evil. One of my favorite uh, replacements for that is by Jen Sincero. She's my favorite money author. Her um, money book, You Are a Badass at Making Money, is like the one book I have read every year for like three or four years in a row. Um, you have that book. I have that book. I actually have my face taped to that book. Um, you really? So when I originally bought this book a few years ago, because I'm trying to believe that Nicole can be good at making money, 
So it's like, you, Nicole, are badass and making money. So it's like my face. So every time I saw this cover, it's I want to do that to mine. People say, no, no, no. do that, Kylie. She's <laughs> saying it to me. Like, you, Nicole, are a badass and making money. I'm like, yeah, me. Um, we got this a couple of years ago, Kylie, and I've been reading this book. And this book is gold. I, I would carry this in my purse. And anytime I had like a minute spare, like if I'm waiting in the carpool lane to pick up my kids from school, I would open it up and just read a page. For the longest time, every morning I'd wake up and I'd read one page. I didn't have time to read a chapter. I have three kids. Like there's no way, but I can read one page. And it was just enough of an infusion to like start my day with the right mindset and the right energy. And with this expe expectation that like, I'm a badass at making money versus like, what am I doing with my life? I'm crazy to think this, like infuse yourself. And this is why I love what Dr. Kylie's doing. She's trying to give you this energetic infusion of wealth, like, and setting yourselves up to be abundant, to make a lot of money so you can help even more people. And in her book, she replaces money's the root of all evil with money's the root of all kinds of awesome. Money is the root of all kinds of awesome. I can't like, I want you, I want you to put in the chat, what is something amazing or awesome money has gotten you? Something good, beautiful, mind-blowing, fun, playful, extraordinary, special. What is something money has gotten you? Your kids, your family, your loved ones. I want to see them in the chat. Traveling the world, vacations, freedom to spend more time with my kids, my own house after divorce. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. I love that so much. Yes. I was able to take my kids on their very first vacation a year ago. I never been able to afford that for my children. Like that is so real to me. We couldn't afford to go anywhere. Amazing travel experiences. First flight home from Europe. Oh my gosh. I went from buying the I love first ticket. class flights. Yes. I went from buying the cheapest plane ticket. And one of the first wealth practices I implemented in 2018 when I'm brand new to this work was like, I require first class tickets. I want to be the kind of person when she gets on a plane, she's always first class. Like that's how I envision like my rich self being. And I remember the first time I bought a first class ticket, I was on the phone for 30 minutes with this poor representative as she like bear, bore witness to me being so conflicted. I'm like, oh my God, should I spend the, and back then it was $250 more. It was 250 for a regular flight. It was 500 for uh, first class. And I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, I'm selling food stamps at this time. I'm in grad school. Like this is irresponsible. use that money. And I'm like, maybe I should, well, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> and she just like listened for 30 minutes. I was, I was so torn of it. I finally said yes, flew first class, felt amazing. I'm like, that's it. I'm only flying first class after this. A month later, I was flying somewhere and I went online to buy a ticket. And I think a regular ticket was 250 and the, v the first class was a thousand dollars. And I was like, I can't, I can't justify a thousand dollars. It's not even 500. It's a thousand. And I was so conflicted. And I was on that same agent, that same representative, because we became friends. I don't know why she became friends with me. I that like horrible phone call I put her through, but we did. And I was so conflicted. I was like, never mind. Just I'm paying for a regular flight. Like I can do first class another time. And I booked the regular flight and I could not sleep that night because the only way to normalize wealth is you have to normalize wealth. You have to normalize wealthy experiences. So the next thing, next morning, 8 a.m., I called her back up and I was like, I can't, I have to, I have to book the first class. She's like, good thing you called because you have 24 hours that you're allowed to make the change and you're within the 24 hour window. And she charged me the remaining 750. And I was just like kind of in a sheer panic. But what that did is it locked it in. 
I didn't just say I want to fly first class and buy one ticket and never fly first class again. It was that it was saying I want this, I identify this, I'm locking this in as my practice. And something to help get my energy behind it is I had this belief every time I travel, I make more money. Every time I travel, I make more money because I'm someone who loves to travel. And there's this old belief of when you travel, you're spending more money. You have to pay for flight. You have to pay for lodging. You're paying for food. You're paying for taxis, whatever. Like you're, you're going to come home with less money. So I went like, what if I could flip the script? What if for me in my reality, whenever I travel, I make more money, whether it's immediate or I just raise my vibration. And over time I make more money. And what's so crazy when I was teaching become a money magnet last month, I'm telling the story to my students. And one of my students said, um, Nicole, oh my God, it was when you were traveling that you went viral. And I had my first hundred thousand dollar month when I was traveling. And I like started crying on the call. I'm like, I hadn't even made that connection yet that this belief I had locked in in 2018, that whenever I travel, I make more money. And two and a half years later, when my story would go viral, it was in the middle of me traveling. So this is where you can take these things like whenever I take my kids on vacation, I make more money, right? Whenever I spend time playing with my children, I make more money. Whenever I buy a new house, I make more money. I always take whatever I'm spending money on or spending time doing an add on. I always make more money because what I want for you guys is money can come to you through your paycheck and through your job. Absolutely. But there's only just one of infinite number of ways, because at the end of the day, money is simply zeros and energy. And so money or energy can come to you in a million different ways. It's never limited to your paycheck. So I just want you guys to be open to the possibility that money can show up for you. Money can be there for you in ways through your income and in all the other ways outside of that. Way bigger, way more. That was a big mind, mind shift change for me. I was so locked in. How on earth is money going to come in? Look, look, look. There's like nothing coming in, nothing coming in. And meanwhile, I was missing all the number of ways that money could show up for me because it's just energy at the end of the day. You are energy and we can call it in. We are an energetic match for it if we are open to experiencing that. Um, I'm going to go back up to your, your um, our money limiting beliefs. I just have a heart for those who don't have, I don't, that don't have enough. It's a soft spot. Yes. Okay. Here's the thing. If you have a heart to help people who don't have enough, you have a responsibility to get rich, right? Because if we only have a little bit of money and we have a heart to help others and we give that little bit of money away to that one person, now we're out of money to give away. But if you're constantly calling in more money and allowing yourself to become rich, you can help so many more people, right? I shared it with my students at Dr. Colleen, Dr. Colleen knows I've housed my third homeless person in the past year. That's a really important cause to my heart, but I can only afford to do that if I allow myself to get rich. I have so many people I want to help. So I have to make a lot of money, right? But with my soul and integrity intact, I never make money doing something that compromises my well-being or values ever. Elizabeth said, rich people are selfish and bad. Okay, this is huge. So this is one of your beliefs. Your homework is look for evidence of rich people who are good and kind, good and generous, because the news is so quick to highlight the rich a-holes. But what about all the good humans who are giving so much money away? People like Oprah, 
or Ellen, or I read about this billionaire. He went to his um, historical black college that he graduated from, and he went to the graduation ceremony and he paid off all the graduating students student loan debt. And I'm just like, this is what I'm talking about. This is the beauty of wealth. So I want you to look for evidence of people, rich people who are doing good in the world, because if everyone you think everyone you see is rich and doing bad stuff in the world, you will not let yourself become that because you're a good person. So you have to have evidence of people being rich and being good. If you yourself will want to become rich and good. And I will say this, I always tell people this money doesn't change you. Money amplifies who you really are. So if you're a greedy person, you just have more to be greedy with. If you're a generous person, person, you have more to be generous with. It does not change you. So if you have a good heart, money only allows you to do more good. So this is why we need you to make a lot of money. And and guys, when I first, when, when she first brought that concept to me, because I don't come from a family who has money. I come from farmers who have to work hard to barely make ends meet. And so I'm like this outcast in this bubble. And to this day, my, my brothers still joke. Like last week, last Sunday, my brother jokes, well, Kylie makes 50K a week. And, and I just smiled because I'm not going to get into the numbers with her, with him. But there are weeks that I have 50K weeks, but there are times where I don't. And there's no point in me getting into the numbers with him. But I want to plant that seed that it's possible. So I'm never going to deny I make 50K a week because I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I want to help more people. Yeah. And you can't yeah. if you don't have the means to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And that philosophy, that concept came from this woman in the last three months. So if that resonates with you guys, like just let it sink in and think mm-hmm. we are practitioners for a reason. We want to help people. That's why we do what we do. With money, we can help more people. Yes. I love that Warren Buffett promises to give away 99% of his wealth when he dies. That's some serious dough. Yes. And several years ago, he gave um, Bill Gates half of his wealth. So he gave him like $40 billion for his philanthropic nonprofit work. Let's just go with that. His nonprofit work. And I was like, that's the kind of best friends I want to have where we just give each other money for our different causes and passions to make the world a better place. Like this is what I want. So yes, that's a beautiful example of someone who's really wealthy and who wants to give it away, who spent his entire lifetime accumulating wealth so that he can give it away and change the world for the better. Yes, 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 yes. Nicole, can I share one of my whys? So yes, my, I had a cousin, um, my cousin's wife, like my family and I were really close. My cousins are my best friends. And my cousin's wife got a phone call one day. Her brother and his two best friends got in a car wreck and were killed instantly. They left all three spouses and one spouse had four kids under the age of six. And this has been my driving factor. I want to be that person that can pay off her mortgage. Yeah. And let her be free. Yes. So find the people, like she's saying, that do good things with their money and reframe it in your head. Because we're both in the media. We're both doing PR stuff. And and it's like the ugly stuff that's in the media. You guys know this. There's good things happening. We just don't talk about it. Like Nicole's not going to go on Instagram and say, hey, I just have three people who are homeless. You don't tell that stuff. 
but it's happening. And you can be that person too. We can all be that person that helps someone because we have more than enough. We have more than our means. Love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm in the same way. It's like, I want to pay off people's cars. I want to pay off people's homes. I want to pay off people's um, college debt. Like I just want everyone to be free. And if I can make a crap ton of money so I can help more people be free, then I'm going to do it. Like that's, that's what drives me is like, we've, all of us can relate to struggle and how could I help more people have ease? Because ease changed my life. I went from chronic health issues to zero health issues. And I realized because it was all stress related. I just didn't have the money to have breathing room and take care of my kids. And so it ate away at my body and I was in the hospital all the time. And that's when I had my wake up call in 2017. Like I'm literally dying from stress and anxiety from being broke. I can't live this way. Not when I have three little babies to raise and give them a life. And that's when I committed to looking crazy to want to become wealthy because I literally couldn't afford to be broke any longer. And Dr. Kai is right. Like I don't, I'm pretty open about my numbers online just because people don't talk about it enough. And it's only, I've only been able to make this kind of money because I saw one other woman online. She's an entrepreneur. who's like, I'm having hundred thousand dollar months. And I was like, what? A dream would have a hundred thousand dollar a year, a hundred thousand dollar months. But because she was so open with her numbers, it planted seeds of possibility inside of me. And so now I post my numbers very openly because I hope if anyone re relates to me or clicks with me, that it plants seeds inside of them to grow into a full harvest, right? But same thing. It's just like, we can do so much more good if we just allow ourselves to get wealthy and drop any judgment of the word rich, wealthy, successful, excess, overflow, extra, whatever our term is. Um, I used to really cringe when I say I'm rich or I want to be rich. I'm like, oh, like it always have this like icky feeling in my body, but it's because I was taught that. So then every day I'd practice, I, Nicole, am rich. I, Nicole, am rich. I, Nicole, am rich. She, Nicole, is rich. You, Nicole, are rich. To just reclaim and neutralize the word rich. I didn't want to have this negative reaction because we can't become that which we judge. If we judge rich people, we cannot become a rich person. So we have to do the, the very intentional work of, dropping our judgment of wealthy people, finding evidence of people who are rich and who are doing really good work and are really kind-hearted and have really beautiful values so that we can become that for ourselves. The people I met in my 20s that had money were just very snobby, so I decided then I didn't like money. Isn't that crazy? Instead of saying we don't like those people, we make it about the money. Yeah, how about we just don't like snobby people? But let's keep, the, let's keep money out of it. Money is neutral. And so money's neutral, right? Money's just a neutral resource you can do good or bad stuff with. But at the end of the day, I actually view money like my best friend. I'm like, let's just keep the good guy out of this. Like money has nothing to do with people's snobbery. People are just snobs, but let's keep the good guy money good. Like money's my BFF. Money's always there for money for me. Money always has my back. Money loves being in my life. Money loves stacking for me. So that's part of how I heal my relationship with money is what if I viewed it as my best friend? someone I could trust, someone I could rely on. It was always there for me because if I viewed it as something like how I'm like, I hate you money. You leave me as soon as you show up. You're never there for me when I need you most. You're total garbage. I hate that I want you. I wish I didn't need you. Like it's like, like an ex-lover or something. And so that's when I realized like I view and treat money like an ex-lover. Then let's like, let's talk to money like it's my best friend. 
And it was, she's, I had like money mantras. I'd have these sticky notes all over my house. And Dr. Kylie knows this. I love the story. Money affirmations everywhere. Like money and I are BFFs. Money and I are twinsies. Like silly, silly stuff. But because I had such a chasm between me and money. And I was trying to bridge that and believe that money and I could be one. Money and I could be on the same side. Money and I could be on the same team. And so I had sticky notes posted all over my house. So everywhere I'm in the kitchen, in my bathroom, in the hallway, I just see money mantras. Like I, I am money and money is me. I love money and money loves me. I'm abundance and everywhere I go, abundance flows. And then someone would come over and I'd run through my house and tear down all my sticky notes and shove them in my drawer. and like, hi guys, how's it going? And then as soon as they leave, like pull my notes and I put them all back up because I was so afraid. There's like how like young and nervous and insecure of everyone's outside opinion about Nicole wanting to learn to be a money magnet. Gail wrote, you give too much away, you'll never have abundance. Absolutely. So the way to fix that is maybe not necessarily give away less, but make more money. I have a very big heart. I love giving money away. In fact, my six-year-old accidentally donated $10,000 for my bank account to Ocean Conservancy on YouTube yesterday. I got like a call from my bank like, whoa, did you make four donations to YouTube for $10,155? And I was like, no, I did not. They're like, okay, we're canceling it. We're funding you money. We're sending you a card. And I talked to my kids and my six-year-old's like, I was trying to save the ocean, mom. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, A, I love your beautiful heart. B, please always give money away. And C, just check with me before you do. Like, this is mommy's money. Let's use your money. But love giving money away. We love giving money away in our household. So we want to give lots of money away. Let's just make more money. My children will be spoiled and entitled and not know how to work hard if they grow up with money. Yes, that is one. That was one of my biggest fears. I think I still have a little bit of that that comes up now and then because I grew up the same way. But I grew, up, I grew up not only knowing how to work hard for money, I also grew up being afraid of money and judging money and resenting money, right? So I think being really honest about when we say growing up, you know, to work hard to make money, what else are they learning? that it's hard to make money. And I want my children to actually believe it's easy to make money. It's natural to make money. It's fun to make money. And so because I have plenty of money now, I'm able to teach them about money freely and without all the hard labor. So for example, when I grew up, I got a dollar per tooth, right? From the tooth fairy and it's like, woo. And then I had my kids and I had food stamps. So I did a dollar. But then as I started studying money mentality and wealth energetics, I realized you can't do anything with a dollar. You can't do jack squat with a dollar. And so like, I, because I really want to teach my kid three values. I want them to know how to give money, save money and have, and spend money, give, save, spend. If, if I have to narrow it down to just the core basics, I want them to know how to do at least those three things. You cannot do that with a dollar. So then um, my, I remember, I think my oldest, I, one of her teeth, I gave her like $50 because I might have, that's enough for you to give some money away, to save some money and then to spend it on something. And everyone thought I was crazy, but I'm like, you can't, I can't teach them anything with $1, but I can teach them life le lessons with $50. And so now all my kids on their first tooth, they get a hundred dollars and oh my gosh, everyone went crazy on the internet. Like that's crazy. But I'm like, listen, I'm trying to lock in a lesson here that you get to make money being you, including losing teeth. I want them to believe they get to make money no matter what, and then to know what to do with it. We always give some away. We always save some, and you're always allowed to spend some. So it actually, the more money you have, the easier it is to teach them life lessons than when you don't have a lot of money and you're making them like work hard, struggle, sacrifice, things that almost cost me, like did cost me my well-being. I gave my, my son $5 this last, before I heard you tell that story. 
No, I'm like, and I even got chastised for $5. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm going 50 or I'm going $100 next time. And that's the whole point is to teach him, save some, spend some, give some. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that with even $5 nowadays. Yeah. And so like, that's part of like the wealth energetics is like at the end of the day, we have to decide what works for us and our family. And And if it's totally different from everyone else, it's totally different from everyone else. And like, I, I bore the consequence of these money beliefs of struggle and sacrifice and how much it held me back and hindered my family's well-being. And so I'm so deeply committed to completely changing the way my kids feel about money so that they can be raised free and they make money with ease and they give money with ease. They spend money with ease. They save money with ease because it's not the experience for most people. And what kind of freedom and what kind of life would that be if we could do it all with ease. Whenever I play with my kids, I make more money. Yes. Whenever I sit by the pool to get my vitamin D, I make more money. Yes. I love these so much. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, this is so good. <sighs> okay. I'll let, I'll let you have the floor for a minute, Kylie, after Kylie, because I've just been like, nah, 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 nah. I love it. I want to jump into a little bit more of your story because I know your story, but they don't. So let me take you guys back two years ago now is when you and I met. Mm-hmm. Um, we were inside a group. So you guys heard me talk about Chris and Jen yesterday on our group calls. It was one of those things that just kept coming through my Facebook feed. Fine. I'm going to click on it. I'm going to pay 55 bucks and see what this five-day boot camp is going to do for me. Flash forward two years, I'm still with Chris and Jen. I'm in their mastermind. But that's where I met Nicole. Her and I were in the the same boot camp together. I think it was the second time they ever ran that boot camp. And what they did was they taught us how to pitch to get inside the media. So your local news station, they need you Mm -hmm. to tell your story. They need you to bring value to their audience. You just have to pitch to their producers in the right way to get onto that show or whatever it is. So that's how I've gotten onto my, my national media appearances. But during that five-day challenge, Nicole, what did you do? Well, I am so driven, you guys. And I like, and it's fueled by my entire lifetime, decades of struggle. Like I just refuse to struggle anymore. And so I, I joined that boot camp, and I was like, I'm going to be your next great testimonial. I'm going to be your next success story. And in that five-day boot camp, people were getting results. People were getting media. They were getting press. I was getting nothing. And I was like, I, I got re- nothing too. In yes. fact, I remember like, resenting everybody. Yes. And I remember thinking like, I have to get out of this group because this group is so toxic for me right now because of my own mindset. Yep. Yep. Because I was jealous of everything that everybody else was getting and I wasn't. Yep. And I turned that to my feels like, oh, I said, I was the next great testimonial and here's all these people getting results. And like, then they offered their next offer is a big investment. And at this point in my business, so I, for the previous 15 months up to leading this moment, I was making less money every month. Right. And I'm, I that just, again. <laughs> you were doing all the things, all the you things, were, all the things. And yet the I, bank account just keeps going like this. I had 10 K months. I'm like, I cracked the code. Woo. Like I'm like a rich bitch, you know? And then I moved from Minnesota to California because I've always wanted to live here. And obviously the cost of living here is so different from the Midwest. And I knew that like, this was a huge leap of faith, but I just like knew I was meant to be here. And then the universe met me with great abundance in the form of my bank account dropping every single month, 15 months in a row, including my income. And I'm like, 
no, 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 no. Like I've been here before. This is not allowed. I've done all the inner work. I just made this huge move that this is not okay. Universe. Like you are crazy. I like literally teach this stuff. Why is this not working? Cause my, I was making 10 K months and my goal was to make 25 K months back then. And I'm not even making 10 K months. I just keep tanking every month. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then I take this boot camp, And at the end of the bootcamp, they offer this high-end offer of like, it was $10,000 or $16,000. I can't remember. It was so big back then. I was like, <gasps> like, I couldn't even afford my kids private school out here. Like my kids were, this was in September of 2020. My kids were not even in school because I couldn't afford their tuition. We're all in home. I'm in the middle of a divorce. Like my life was just a crapshoot. And I'm just like, what is happening? But I felt the energy. I felt the energy of their offer. And I knew, I knew in my gut, as much as I didn't want to admit it, that it's was meant for me. So instead of sending my babies to school, instead of saving our last little bit of money for our emergency fund, I placed it all onto this program, which is, I put it all on me. I was making the total bet on me. And I implemented what they taught me because I will do the homework and my story gets picked up by the New York Post. It ends up going viral. I'm, and like at the end of this month, so this is September, every month or every week I'm making less, less money. I don't know how we're gonna make our bills at the end of the month. And I was like, you know what? screw it. If this house is going to go, I'm going to go on a trip. I'm going to enjoy my last little weekend getaway. I'm going to go do, I'm a, I'm a part-time model. So I'm like, I'm going to go do some modeling shoots. Like I'm just going to get away from the disaster that my life is. So I fly to Arizona for a bunch of shoots. And then that's when my story goes viral in the middle of me doing something. I absolutely love, I love, 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 love shoots. And I had a hundred K month over the next four weeks. Right but it was all because of the energy of what was before me. And this is what I found to make a lot of money. It is less logical and it's more the feeling in my body. Cause if it was logical, it is not logical that I can, that I work harder and longer five years in a row and make less money every year. Right. That's not logical. That's when I realized money is not simply two plus two equals four. Money is energetic. Money is emotions. So now when I find myself on this journey and I'm always expanding and learning and growing and hiring mentors, I make that decision based on this feeling, this knowing that I know this is meant for me, even if it makes zero logical sense, because at the end of the day, I don't want a logical life. I don't want a logical life. I want a magical life. I want to, I want an unprecedented life. So for an unprecedented life, I have to make unprecedented decisions for a magical life. I have to make some crazy magical decisions, things that don't make sense because I don't want a life that makes sense at the end of the day. I want to, holy crap, how on earth did she do that kind of life? And so that's like when, so if you guys find yourself in that position where you have to decide whether or not to do something, check in with your body, with this feeling and not your head as much, because our head will always try to keep us safe by always keeping us small and to become wealthy. You can't play it safe to become wealthy. You can't stay small wealth forces you to into the ring. It forces you to show up and put yourself out there. And I will tell you, it is worth it a million times over. It is worth a million times over. So trust this more than this and you'll make it. I did the same thing. Okay. I need to do this program. I need to do it. I'm going to swipe my card and that maxed it out. Now, the what I have gotten out of being in that program is different than most. I haven't been in the media like many people. I mean, guys, you get in this Facebook group and there are people getting... I mean, someone just got an interview with Oprah in this group. 
Someone was on GMA, Good Morning America, last week. Like, they're getting these huge hits, and I'm not. But it's okay with me because, one, I know the people in this group I'm supposed to meet with and connect with, like Nicole. And two is what Chris and Jen teach me. That's what I need it for. But that's not what they are promoting it about. They're promoting, like, we're going to get you into the media kind of thing. So if it feels right for you, do it. Whatever that it is, Mm -hmm. jump in wholeheartedly. Bet on yourself. Um, Nicole was in the master, the, this boot camp last week. They ran it again. And I was, I joined it just because I love the energy and I love watching Jen pitch. Jen is brilliant at pitching. So Jen says to me, says in the, or Nicole says in this group, you know, I bet on myself. I gave everything I had. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I was determined to be the most successful ever. Because if there's anyone who's going to make it, it's me. If there's anyone who's going to have my back, it's me. If there's anyone who's going to believe in me, it's me. Like, so I will bet on me at the end of the day, every single time, because I am the one that will always have my back. And so like, that is like the journey of becoming wealthy is a journey of self-trust. Can you trust yourself enough to make decisions that quantum leap you to levels you never thought possible that don't make any sense that people will not understand, but that, you know, is meant for you. I went from super insecure, super like shy, super like self-sacrificial, always putting everyone first and like so afraid of what people thought of me to forcing myself to prioritize myself and my dreams, my desires, my needs, my wants. And that's when everything in my life got better. When I finally stopped tolerating such a low level of life and said, no, I deserve this. I'm raising the bar. I'm stepping it up. I'm believing in myself. I'm going all in because if there's anyone who's going to make it, it's me. I'm locking that in that that gets to be my reality. And kind of like what you said at the beginning, Dr. Kylie, this wasn't just a mere wish. Like, I hope I become rich. I hope I can become wealthy because I started studying like energetic laws. And that's when I learned that who we are is abundance. That is who we were born to be. It's, it's our, it's as natural as breathing air, but then over our life, we got that cluttered with like, you're unworthy. You're undeserving. You can't be trusted. You need to sacrifice yourself. All of this like programming put on us. You by, need to give by all your services away for free. Yes. No one like, there should pay you. You shouldn't yeah. take money from people who are sick. Yes. Like you getting paid is you taking money from people, which is not true. And like, so then we just start believing like and creating and creating a reality where we struggle. But once I learned that who we are is actually abundance and everywhere we go, abundance flows, that changed everything for me. So I'm like, oh, I'm not just hoping to be, be abundant. I am abundance. And I was like, what would it look like for me to walk throughout my day, believing I'm abundant? How would I drive my car? If I believed I was abundant, how would I show up and talk to people? If I believed I was abundant, what like, so then I just started sort of like shifting my energy from like insecure, constantly questioning, always afraid to like, what if I'm abundance and everywhere I go, abundance flows. And that shift, like literally physically changed the way I showed my body. It changed the way I interacted with the world and it changed my vibration and slowly, but surely money started coming in first as a trickle, then as a stream then as a flood. And it all started with the mindset shift and the energetic shift, which is why I'm so excited about this being in this mastermind with Dr. Kylie and whoever you all are joining to stay in this momentum and this flow. And we've talked about this in my programs where a lot of us will get excited and we start and then we get super in our head and we get afraid and then we stop. And then we get super excited and motivated and we start and then we get freaked out and then we stop. And so we're doing like this jerking motion where we're like, gasp, 
um, break, gas, break, gas, break. It is so hard to get from destination A to destination B when we are just slamming on the gas and break back and forth. And what Dr. Kylie is offering, what I, I'm so excited to help you guys with in this mastermind is I want you to keep your foot on the gas. And maybe right now you're going like two miles per hour. And I hope by being in this orbit in our container, you go maybe five miles per hour. And eventually you get to 10 miles per hour. And then you get to 20. And eventually I want you to be going 60, 70 miles on the road. And then if at some point you're like, I just want to take my foot off and coast and enjoy, you take your foot off without slamming on the brake. And you allow yourself and you're to You're still enjoy. going downhill. Oh. So you're still you're catching coasting. speed and momentum. Yeah, we're not losing speed. When you've, when you've done the inner work to get to a certain level and you take your foot off the pedal, you do not come to a screeching halt. It keeps going. And that's like the art of wealth. I want to help you know how to make it, but then I want to know, help you know how to enjoy it. So you're not just working for the money, but you can take your foot off the pedal and enjoy the wealth that you've created. One of the reasons why she resonates with me so much is because I have been told over and over and over again, the more successful you are, the less of a mother you get to be. And that's not okay with me. My family comes first. So Nicole's like, you get to make money while you're playing with your kids. You get to money while you're, make money while you're sleeping. Like, yes, that's my kind of make money because I want to do this. Yeah. Because I have heart and I love it. And I love helping you guys. And I want to help more people. But I also love my kids too. I'm a family. So how is that balance going to happen? And as Nicole always says, says, watch me. Watch me take that lie and flip it and make it a different story. So now I can become abundant and be a mom at the same time. Oh my God. I'm so glad you said that, Dr. Kelly. I'm a single mom of three. My babies are my world to me and what wealth has given me is freedom freedom to be so present with them in a way i never could when i was broke i was so stressed and anxious and worried and couldn't afford anything i could no camps no extras i couldn't even afford their kindergarten tuition like my parents paid for that like i couldn't do anything for my babies and now giving them experiences giving them the camps they've always wanted to be in having a team take care of stuff so i can just be home and play with my children like Becoming wealthy gives you all the freedom, time freedom, emotional freedom, business freedom to be so present with your babies, which is everything to me. There was one instance you shared a couple weeks ago. I wanted to share because it really popped in my head just barely. Um, your six-year-old broke their iPad or lost their iPad or something like that. I can't remember. But they go to you. They're like, hey, mom, I don't, you know, I'm missing this iPad. We can't find it at dad's or whatever the story is. And instead of like freaking out, like, oh my gosh, I have a $600 iPad or whatever it is. You're like, okay, that's all right. Things happen. Let's figure out a way to get you a new one. And the same, I have to catch the stories that I tell my kids and my husband tells our kids. Is I'm doing a lot of the work. He's doing a lot of the work, but in other ways in his life. Um, so yesterday he left his tractor outside and it rained. And his like battery powered four-year-old, five-year-old kind of drive the tractor around. And my husband's like, Ethan, if you leave that outside, it's going to get broke and we're going to have to pay for another one. We're not paying for another one. And I was like, stop, don't tell him that. Hey, bud, let's take care of our toys. But in case something does break, we'll find a way to get you a new one. 
and we'll help you find the sources that we need to get that. So it's just the stories like simple stories like that, that we've all been told because we're all adult women. And I don't know if we have any men on this call, but they've been ingrained in us since we were little. And we are here to help flip those stories. I'm so glad you shared that. Yes, that's how we change it. It's like one response at a time one reaction at a time, one comment at a time. Yeah. My six-year-old lost his tablet. We couldn't find it. And he was like missing it. And he's like, mom, he's like, I have money. I can just buy a new one. I was like, okay, let's count your money. And he did he end up finding buy his tablet. And I was like, great. And he bought himself a new tablet. He, I bought it. He gave me the money. And like, and I love that first he had the money, right? Cause he's six, but we pay him for different things. He gets money for his birthday and for holidays and stuff. And like, and then he felt eased to spend it and didn't feel attached to it. At that age, I hung on to everything. I hung on to every dollar because I got so little of it. And then my 11 year old came in one time, I was on a call just like this and she had me open a Sprite bottle and I, and I didn't know I had gotten shaken up in her backpack and I opened it and it sprayed all over my laptop. And I was like, and I was like, nope. Cause in my home, if I broke anything or hurt, broke anything or just like mess something up without meaning to my dad would lose his mind. And I learned from a very young age, my dad prioritized things over people. And I'm committed in my family. I prioritize people over things. So I took a deep breath. She like ran out of the room with a bottle. And then when I finished, I was like, I, I wanted her to feel safe. And we'll wrap it up with this. And then you, you can wrap it up after this, Dr. Kelly, because now we're at the hour. And I was like, I don't want her to be afraid of me. I never want her to think anything I own is more important than her knowing that she's okay and she's safe with me. So I came downstairs and I was like, Hey, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? I'm like, I just make sure. Cause I know I had probably a look on my face when your soda went all over my laptop. I can always get like, I can always fix it, but are you okay? She's like, yeah. She's like, you can just buy a new one, mom. I'm like, okay, let's work on empathy. <laughs> and then second, I'm glad you didn't freak out. And I'm glad I like caught myself and didn't freak out how my dad trained me to freak out. And I just sent my laptop in, fix it and came back another gift of wealth. I don't have to freak out at anyone because I can replace anything, but I cannot replace my relationship with you. Take it all in. I know Nicole's got to go and I'm going to come join up on this call with you in just a second. But you guys get in the chat. Let us know, like, was that helpful? Just, I want to make this container so safe yeah. to talk about money. Make it so safe. Mm -hmm. Because there's no other container that you can talk about money in a safe way. Yeah. I love that, Kelly. She's like, I don't want to say an affirmation if I don't believe it. What if? What would my life look like if? Yes, I love that. Incredible. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I know you all are so busy and you have huge hearts. And so thank you for what you do. And my hope is that I just come in and make it a little bit easier to make more money doing what you love so you can have the freedom in the life that you and your families desire and deserve. So thank you. Thank you, Dr. Kylie, for having me. This was an honor. Thanks, Nicole. We will yeah. see you in two weeks. Yeah, see you in two weeks. Bye, everyone. See ya. Who wants to come hang out with me in Florida in February of 2023? If you're a practitioner, you have an opportunity to come join me inside the brand new live and in-person event Orlando, Florida at the Wyndham Grand Bonnet Creek Resort. February 20th, 21st, and 22nd of 2023. Mark your calendars because registration begins in November with details out in November and there is early bird sign up. If you get in and join us, 
before the end of the year. So stay tuned. This is for you practitioners. I'm going to bring you the best marketing mindset and business experts in the world because this is something we all need, yet we don't receive. So mark your calendars, February 20, 21st, and 22nd. Not only am I going to bring you the best experts, but I'm going to celebrate your success with you. We're going to celebrate on that Monday night, that Tuesday night, and that Wednesday night. So you can fly in on Monday, but don't fly out until Thursday. Hang out with us and celebrate your successes because the only way to measure success is to measure it backwards. This podcast is sponsored by my favorite supplement companies. If you're not using them in your practice, you should. If you're not using them and don't have them in your cupboard, you should. And by the way, don't get these on Amazon. These are counterfeit on Amazon. My favorite supplement companies are Systemic Formulas and My Biome. If you are a practitioner, come join me inside their private Facebook group for practitioners called Systemic Formulas Clinical Nutrition. Everybody else, join them on Instagram at Systemic Formulas. 